Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 252. Yep, 252. It's a symmetrical number. 252. Yep. Right after 222. 2022. Yep. I mean, this is going to be the uh, the palindromes of dates this uh, this week. Well, really for the rest of this month. It's all going to be, what is today? 22322. Yes. So, 22322, 224222, and so on. Right. Right at the end of 22822. There you go. Pretty weird. We live in a weird time, folks. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us. Let's get right into it. No interview on this one. Uh, My fault. Uh, We have a whole bunch, like, tentatively scheduled, but I didn't get anything finished. But we definitely have... Uh, one ready to go uh, for the next episode. When I say ready to go, we just completed it, so it's not ready to be added onto this episode. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, some new stuff that came out. We'll start back on the 10th of February with Midwitch Cuckoos, maybe a little bit further back than we'd normally start, but we're going to be having them on the show here in the next few weeks. One of those things that I've dropped the ball on thus far. Uh, they released the single 8, Roman numeral X111. Then the Rumjacks released Brass for Gold. That is an EP. That was on the 11th. Frank Turner released FTHC Deluxe. On that note, Frank Turner's going to be doing 50 shows in 50 days in 50 states or something along those lines coming up. Oh, yeah. And with a stacked lineup for each thing. Like, he's, uh, yeah, Frank Turner. He's got Andrew Jackson Jihad for a few days. Then he's also got Face to Face. He's got the Bronx. He's got Amigo the Devil. He's got the Bouncing Souls. With the sleeping souls. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know I'm missing a couple more, but seriously, uh, no matter where you're at in the in the country, you're going to be getting a hell of a stacked lineup there, folks. <laughs> right. So go check out his new one, FTHC. Uh, La Armada put out Anti-Colonial Volume 2 on Lockjaw Records on the 11th. Author and Punisher put out Crueler on the 11th. Dissidente put out The War on Two Fronts on the 11th. Vandal put out Pretend I Don't Exist on Jumpstart Records. And that came out on the 11th. Cuffs put out Watch Me Dicing. We played that a couple episodes back. On the 11th, End Rain, that's R-E-I-G-N. They put out a new single, MMXX211. That's the Roman numeral for 2022. And that's on A389 Recordings. Escape from the Zoo put out a new one called Counting Cards, and that is on Fat Records. That came out on the 11th. Montoya's put out Peleando La Contra, and that's on the 11th. Sir Reg put out a new single, The Kings of Sweet Beckal. That's a single. Uh, store, that was the 11th. Now on to the 13th, Stormbringers versus Offensiva put out a split EP. The two tracks from each band, it's a good one. The Cribs put out 78 RPM, which is an EP on the 14th, and that was on Damn It Records. God, we played that like at the beginning of January, it seemed like. We played something yeah. off of there so long ago, but that was like nine days ago that that actually got released. Uh, on the 14th, also, Knigge plus Crust in their case. Uh, I believe it's a German band. <laughs> they Released a self-titled. I have no idea if I'm saying that accurate, but it's on Spastic Fantastic Records. That's K-N-I-G-G-E. 
and they're plus K R U S T. Then the band Vax V A Triple X put out Till Death EP on New Age Records on the 14th. The Beaters Band put out Medley on the 15th. Blast Furnace put out Demo EP on the 16th. Original Sun put out Currents. That came out on the 17th. Arene 6 put out uh, Eratasatatic on Tough Ain't Enough Records. It's a good one. I'm not pronouncing it very well, but go check it out. A-R-E-N-E with the number 6. And Beretta. Put out Rise on the 17th. Brick by Brick put out Dismal Existence on Upstate Records on the 18th. Roughneck Right put out Burn It to the Ground on SBAM Records on the 18th. Mickey Lee's Mutated Music put out Variants of Vibe on Wicked Cool Records on the 18th. Wolf Sklinge put out Nicked in Decem Leben on... That's a single, and that was on the 18th. Slime put out a new single. Two German bands right there, back to back. Bester Freund. Again, that was a single. And I guess I listed that one twice. I'll skip it. Mercy Music put out Melody and Truth on Wiretap Records on the 19th. Down Goes Goodman put out I Thought We Were Hanging Out EP. And that came out on the 22nd. Trophy Jump put out Feels, F-E-E-L-S, on Horn and Hoof Records on the 22nd. Obscene Revenge put out Terror to Distract EP on the 22nd. Midwich Cuckoos. They put out Glory, Death, or Glory Part 2 EP. That's coming out on today, the 23rd. That should have come out today. Running Stitches put out Stuck on Wanda Records on the 24th, or will be. Wolfric is putting out Clones on the 25th. Meth Rats is putting out Ultimate Culprit on the 25th. Ceasefire is putting out So Sick on the 25th. Booze and Glory is releasing another single called Betrayed on the 25th. A video will be released with it. Screed, S-C-R-E-E-D, is releasing What Have We All Became on Melodic Punk Style on the 1st. And Bang Bang, that's B-E-N-G times 2, Bang Bang Cocktail, releasing a self-titled on TNS Records on the 1st. I know that the Faction S and Concrete Elite Split that is coming out on Rebellion Records should be out anytime as well. Eric, what do you have to add to that long list? The long list? I just have one. It was a, uh, a an EP that was just released by the local hardcore band Spent, the To Be Written EP. It was released uh, uh, just last week on the 11th of February. Um, however, it is currently being remixed and remastered because the first round, uh, the songs did not come out so... Right, at least as far as the mix and production went. It was very quiet. Okay. It was very, it just sounded very muffled. And they even said, yeah, we gotta we gotta fix that. So they're going back, they're fixing it and uh, re-releasing it or have, uh, or have already re-released it on, uh, uh, let's see, as of today. Okay. But I do not know. Um, I just saw a post where it was like, it's uh, now fixed. So go and re-download it, re-stream it if you haven't. If you haven't already, so I'm like, okay, well, that remains to be seen. So I will figure that out. But I will be playing some Spent on as a new song in the next uh, couple episodes. I don't know which one. Maybe the next one. I lose track. <laughs> well, stay tuned for a new uh, new tracks from Spent anyway. New one uh, that we will be playing anyway. Within the next two weeks, because I think yeah. it might have been two weeks from now. But he, as Eric said, it might be next week. Maybe it's the week after. You'll just have to tune in and find out. Yep. 
Come on, we got to keep the we got to keep the suspense going, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, another uh, new song, a uh, new EP, also labeled as a single. Anyway, it came out via New Age Records, and it is my pick of today. It is the new. I'm putting this in air quotes. <laughs> new releases from the band Slugfest. If you don't know who uh, Slugfest is, they were a hardcore band that formed back in the early mid '90s, and this in Buffalo, New York. What makes them such a uh, interesting band in the history and the evolution of hardcore was this was Scott Vogel's first outing into hardcore. You may know Scott as the lead singer for the seminal hardcore band that just roared through the 2000s, Terror. Oh yeah, he's been around, he's been there for quite some time, and he is still out there just paying it forward to this day. And this is actually a result. The funny thing is about this newest Slugfest released, which is called Lies Written in Stone, uh, the music was written and uh, recorded back in the mid-90s, but it didn't get completed. So it just it just lived in the studio and kind of a... Just kind of chilled there for the next uh, couple decades before two years ago in mid-2020, uh, they... They resurfaced the tracks. I mean, it being 2020, they kind of, at Terror did kind of a thing where they just uh, brought some of their old lineup back and played a bunch of their old songs, released it as a sort of a live album. Cool. <laughs> Meaning that they recorded it live. And then they just kind of dug around, found these old Slugfest tracks, and they're like, why don't we just complete these? And that's what they did. Scott Vogel laid down his vocals. And that is essentially what makes the song new, being that they are now officially released. Awesome. So kind of a weird, uh, kind of a weird history with these two tracks. Are they new? Are they old? They are both, and that's what makes them, I guess, timeless. So, yeah, I was really split on which song to choose. There are just two songs. One is the the title track, title track, "Lies Written in Stone," and the other is "Smash to Pieces." I went with the latter. It is the first song you hear on this one. It's got a lot of crunch. It's just got that old school 90s hardcore sound. And uh, Scott is bringing his all onto these uh, onto these records, uh, onto these recordings. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> and his voice sounds different now than it did back in the 90s. So it is a, yeah, it's kind of an interesting yeah, an interesting combination right here. You have this music that is really old and this voice that is uh, really current. So, it's so strange. <laughs> it's so strange, but... <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, draw your own conclusions from it. Here is Smash to Pieces, the sort of newest from Slugfest. I'm never going to get out of this town, am I, Gory? You can do anything you want, man. Easier, Bulls trying to find a place in this world I can't escape this feeling Erase forever Our freedom found blood boxes destroyed I'm choking on flesh with broken words Those memories I play them back in my mind Those memories that are the lessons of life Smash the pieces, but I do it again. 
Slugfest, they, I mean, they were a great band for their time. They really uh, helped bring the upstate New York scene to life alongside bands like Snapcase and Earth Crisis and the like. And Slugfest, they kind of, uh, they kind of uh, puttered out. They were, uh, they weren't around for a while, only have a one LP to their name, whereas the, whereas the, a lot of those bands from the, yeah, from that era, from that part of the state, all, Kind of did. The longevity of those type of bands do not last more than a few years. <laughs> and very mu- very little has changed since then. <laughs> but every once in a while, you get the token few that still make it out alive. Except for Earth Crisis, kind of. They, they just went on, and then in 2001, they broke up. But then five years later, they uh, resurfaced, and they're like, yeah, you know what, let's do this again. And they've been going ever since. <laughs> so, kind of nice to see that Slugfest is... Uh, kind of back um i don't know if there is any plans of them doing any type of reunion shows of any sort they said that they're not interested in doing any recordings but who knows maybe they'll do a one-off show in their old school buffalo scene it's like hey you remember us come see us one more time that's cool yeah we'll see we'll see if uh, that happens i'm just uh i'm just praying to the ether at this point <laughs> yeah, but Slugfest is a great band. Check out their older stuff. Check out their new stuff. Uh, you just kind of did. Check out the <laughs> other new thing, the right. other half of this single, because they are worth it. Excellent. Well, we got a couple other new tracks. First, we're going to play one from the band Sergeant Skag. Awesome band out of New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, I want to thank Steve. We had Steve on the show. Uh, along with, uh, you know, another member of Hans Gruber, not Hans Gruber, of Sergeant Skag, and a couple members of Hans Gruber and the Diehards. We had two from each band on an uh, episode 204, which was March of 2021, just less than a year ago. We were doing an interview with them, had a great time. Uh, one of the, I think it's probably still the only interview we've done with two bands, two different bands at the same time. And if yeah. you want to know why, we'll go back and listen to that episode. And if you really want to know why, it's because they did a split together, which is pretty awesome. And you should go check it out if you haven't. Anyway, uh, Sergeant Skag has contributed th- uh, the track that we're going to play right now to the 10th album in the Specialized Projects Tribute Series. That being Viva the Freedom Songs. You can go to SpecializedProject.com 
And that's where you can get this. I think there are, it's got to be like a double vinyl, four sides. There's a lot of tracks that, that are involved. The video that Sergeant Skag did for this track, which is called One More Parade, which is a cover of Phil Ox song, One More Parade. Uh, they released that video, I think it was February 7th. I want to say this compilation was released late fall of 2021. But again, go over to specializedproject.com. You can help out and get it there and see all the other tracks, all the other bands. Uh, I think every, all the bands do a cover. And if you want to know what the Specialized Project is, it acts as a fundraising portal for many charitable causes and projects. Since 2011, their core benefactor has been the Teenage Cancer Trust, but they also support a range of initiatives that support people in the areas of terminal illness and mental health. Viva the Freedom Songs exemplifies the connection between music and politics, particularly political expression in song. So that gives you an idea of what you get out of music. It gives you an idea of where the money goes. So get out, support it, go check out specializedproject.com, and you're going to get a sample of it here in the form of friends of our show, Sergeant Skag. Thank you again, Steve. Here we go with the track, One More Parade. And on top of that, I recommend going to YouTube and checking out their video. I watched their video, so you should go watch the video for this track as well. Here goes.
still so proud Kisses from the girls and cheers from the crowd And the widows from the last war cry into their shrouds Here comes the big parade Don't be afraid, prices paid Don't be ashamed, war's a game World in class is not the parade That, Sergeant Skag, one more parade Eric, what'd you think of that one? Well, other than that little fake out they had in the middle there. <laughs> it got you. I remembered it because I've heard the track before, but it got you. Yep. <laughs> very, very sneaky, Sarge. <clears throat> but overall, yeah, that's that's a really fun one. It doesn't stray too far from either genre. It still reminds you that it's a ska song, but it still reminds you that it's a punk rock song. So it's it goes back and forth in a very, flo- in a very flowing way. Right. So yeah, got to hand it to him on that. Good job, Sarge. It was a great track, uh, good cause. Uh, I, I'm sure, you know, I can't, I'm not going to speak for any bands, but bands are always happy to jump out and, you know, support. And especially when you can do something cool like that, you get to do a cool cover and help out at the same time. Well, they did a great job. Again, go check out that video. Let's listen to one more new track. I want to thank Nick for sharing uh, his band, Self Sabotage that just came out in September, September 14th. So, still new, but we're bordering, I guess, on less than six months. It's still only like five months, a little over five months. Nick. That still falls in that new category. Uh, I want to thank Nick, and it's my fault. Yeah, Nick actually shared back when this was newer, but again, sometimes slips through the cracks, but I typically go back through, you know, uh, periodically to make sure I've covered, got all the messages, got all the emails, and so forth, and I did. Got this one. My Mind is a Ghetto, Self-Sabotage, released that EP September 14th of 2021. They're from Los Angeles, California. Let's get into some more new music. Who do I owe off of My Mind is a Ghetto? Let's check out (laughs) Self-Sabotage. Just like that. Well, that was also very different from the previous track. Sure was. I mixed it up this week, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> yep. If anything, it was more uh, closely related to uh, my pick. Absolutely. Yep. I guess if I would have thought ahead of time, I probably could have swapped the order and maybe it would have transitioned a little better. Uh, but it's okay. My, ne- <laughs> my next pick will uh, be close, more closely related to uh, the self-sabotage song. But before we get to that, I got to say, that is really good. Got a lot of old school hardcore vibes on that one. Just that, just that 
what is it, the snotty kind of raspy uh, vocals that the guy's putting out there. Right. Over that, over just that song that has no intention of being slow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Speed it up. I was, uh, who do I owe from Self-Sabotage? Again, go check out uh, My Mind is a Ghetto, their EP that they released back in September. Eric, let's get into Smolder Lesser Known. What do you got? Well, I'm still sticking on the uh, sort of hardcore train. Okay. <laughs> yeah, going into more uh, thrashy territory and also going more south from, as I mentioned, my previous pick from Buffalo, New York. No, this is going all the way down to Pembroke Pines in Florida. I'm sure this is the first band that I'm aware of anyway that we've played between uh, 300 and... 52 episodes of SLC Punkcast <laughs> and well over 100 episodes of Punkanoi Worldwide. So I'd venture to say close to 500 episodes, and it's probably the first band that we played from Pembroke Pines. Yep. <laughs> yep, that is a that is a very fair assumption. <laughs> because I didn't even know that that place even existed. I didn't even know that this band was from Florida. <laughs> and uh, it, that's refreshing. It's good to know that there's still some uh, lively, heavy music that is coming from the dick of the United States. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the band in question is a lovely, thrashy, hardcore band called Eco Strike. And, yep, I just discovered them uh, last week, and, yep, I really took to them. It was uh, my friend, she was playing them at work, and she has her iPod or her iPhone, or Spotify, on Shuffle. She always listens to it on Shuffle. I don't know why. <laughs> no, no, she's indecisive. Anyway, she had a playlist kind of set out where it was like, a, I'm going to play some Eco Strike, and then it plays a few other similar bands, and every time I kept coming back to Eco Strike, I just keep going, who is this? This is really good. So I always go over, check her phone, lo and behold, it's another Eco Strike song. I'm like, fuck, I guess I gotta listen <laughs> to it. And I did. I found them. And they have a they have an EP out called Time Is Now, and I listened to that through and through. It's a really good EP. However, the title track, which is also the opening track, I can't help but feel it was like a uh, play in your trump card a little too early because all all other uh, all the preceding tracks, which are good in their own right, they're not objectively bad at all. They just kind of pale in comparison to the opening track. That's just my humble opinion, but, you know, that just uh, gives you reason to uh, check it out and make your decision. Yeah, kind of uh, get a, your own opinion on things. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> but this is the first thing that you will hear when you put on that EP. This is Time Is Now, from Time Is Now, by Strike.
Yeah, there's one of the best and latest from Florida. Right? <laughs> yep, Florida. That is Eco Strike. Check out the rest of that EP and see if it uh, suits your liking. To me, it does, despite what I said earlier about this song uh, probably being the best outing. If I hadn't heard that song first and listened to the remainder of that EP, well, who knows what I might have thought. <laughs> maybe, they'll, maybe they'll grow on me and I'll appreciate them a bit more. I do hope that that is the case because... Eco Strike, they're fucking great. <laughs> they're a great band. And uh, that's all I have to say about them. Next question, or next band. Right, <laughs> next I agree song. with you. I like Eco Strike. I like that track. Uh, I guess I'll have to listen to the rest of that EP as well. Make an opinion. The band <laughs> yeah. that I picked, uh, Desborde, they are from Buenos Aires in Argentina. And uh, the name translates from Spanish to overflow in English. So that's what the band's name translates to. Let's see how close I was on pronunciation. Desborde. Desborde. <laughs> All right. So the name of the album, it's a demo that they released July 1st of 2021. So it's not, it's not too old, but, you know, a little bit older. I decided to throw it in here, but it's still less than a year old. Uh, the name is Yaquiero Ser Parte de Este Mundo which translates to, I don't want to be uh, be part of this world anymore. That is the name of the demo. Off that demo, I decided to pick two tracks because they're both, you know, like around, or under a minute and a half. I think they're both around like 120. Had a hard time picking, so I just said, fuck it, we're going to do both. Uh, Perfecto is going to be the first track. Disparos, which translates to shots, and if you couldn't figure out Perfecto, it's perfect. Uh, mm. Right? Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to play them both back to back. Here's this border.
Hell of a voice coming from that lead singer. Right? Yeah. There's just some aggression behind it. Like, there is a lot of push on there. I agree. I appreciate I appreciate that and people who write, a, you know, not necessarily heavier music, but I guess more, I guess, <clears throat> I guess by and large, aggressive music, it's good to have a voice that matches that. Agreed. So, the voice matched the aggression of the music. So, good job. Desborde. Thank you again to Pablo for sharing that there from Buenos Aires in Argentina. That was Disparos was the last track. First one, Perfecto. Go check out Yaquiero Se Parte de Este Mundo. Go check out that demo. Again, it came out just this last year in July. We're starting, we're like the midway point of the show. We got a couple albums, uh, some New York City hip hop, another 80s track, my last 80s track. All that's coming. No interview so you don't have that to look forward to. I apologize, but we do have some cool albums. <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about some live shows and maybe a, a few upcoming shows and those kind of things. Eric, what do you have? Uh, I know you went and seen some shows. You're going to have to give us the abridged version. You went to so many shows. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> some of it will be kind of abridged. So the first, uh, the first show that I went to, which was last Friday, it was the, it was the show at the Beehive with Despite Despair. And a few bands playing their first shows, that being Absolved, Run Into the Sun, and Spent, as I said earlier. And every single one of those guys were amazing. So much slam dancing and so many pileups to the mics. And despite the fact that these EPs are a few months old, at at the oldest. <laughs> so, so it was great being at a uh, hardcore show again. Masks were required at this one. <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> but uh, but they came off when the when the when everyone was piling up and singing reaching for the mic. Yeah. And it was it was great. Unfortunately, a kid got his uh jaw dislocated. Ouch. Yeah. You know how hardcore shows get uh they get violent. Uh but the show itself was really good and the lovely uh Sonny Singh from Hate Five Six. He recorded the entire show. Had a few cameras uh, set up, and my buddy Landon was there taking photos. I'm sure if you follow him or if you follow any of the aforementioned bands, you have seen those photos, and they are really cool. Awesome. <laughs> yep, it was a really cool show. You will. The uh, footage will be up in uh, due time. Follow Hate Five Six on YouTube and his Instagram as well. It's uh, exactly as I said it. Hate number five and six spelled out. Uh, the five is just a numeral. I'm just kidding. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, all right. So that one was a great one. And after that show, I ended up back at Aces that night, and there happened to be a band playing. I don't know who they were, but I technically attended. I sat. With a beer in hand, watched him for a little bit, and then uh, dinked around with the homies. <laughs> awesome. So the next show that I went to was a house show, and that was with uh, as a <clears throat> my friend Landon. He actually landed a uh, gig shooting an ad for Pub Beer. Oh, so cool. they gave him a bunch of cases of beer and had this show that was put on, and he asked to uh, film it for the ad. I got free beer, so of course all these all these punks accepted. <laughs> uh, the punks in question, there was Ribbons, there was Bogus, there was Fuckskin, there was Suffocator, and there was Narc. And 
Oh man, that show. It was in a, like I said, it was a house show. Technically it was a garage. And well, let me put it this way. I don't think I've ever went that hard at a show ever since I was maybe 16. Wow. I was just in it. I was in the pit 90% of the time. But it was a cramped space. You really didn't have a choice. <laughs> but still, the and beer was flying everywhere. I probably went through went through a case of beer, but probably only drank half of it. I was shaking it up. I was spraying the crowd. I was dumping it on people. Uh, my guitarist, Ethan, he was there. And Lynn was filming all these random things. He was like, hey, baptize Ethan in beer. All right, so I poured beer on his open mouth until the froth just started coming down like lava. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was looking like. And I just got down on my knees, and I was just pouring beer into my mouth and just being all uh, <laughs> being all occultish and theatrical with it. Oh, man, it, it was quite a... It was quite a spectacle to be seen. And, of course, the bands were phenomenal. I mean, Narc is always a blast to see live, if not for their drummer, Tyler. Oh, God, he's a credit to all drummers in Salt Lake. Easily top three, maybe even fucking top two best drummers in the Salt Lake punk rock hardcore scene currently. There's a reason why he's in, like, six different bands. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did not get a chance to see... uh, uh, ribbons though, but I did see Bogus. Bogus is a lot of fun. Just uh, they're fun. They're grimy. They're grindy, and they even uh, covered "Wasted" by the Circle Jerks. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that was really great. Uh, let me see. What was the other one? Oh yeah, I finally got to see Fuckskin. Fuckskin. They have a very interesting setup with their uh, with their album and their song titles. The song titles they said were meant to look like the file names that you would get from LimeWire. <laughs> so yeah, they have an album. It's like insert song title here dot exe or mp3 or dot flac. It's so funny. They're just like they're just like riding the nostalgia train as sort of like, hey, remember before streaming you actually had to pirate your music? <laughs> Oh, God. At risk getting the computer infected with seven different viruses? Yeah. <laughs> Times were riskier back then. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I was shouting out, let's, like, hey, yeah, thanks, fuckskin. Go LimeWire Core. <laughs> and they loved that. They loved that whole thing. And uh, Suffocator closed out. They were really great. I love seeing those guys live just to... Just three people, they're playing some obscenely heavy music and and yeah, just and just sporting their inspiration. They are punks, they are metalheads, and they love them both. So here you go. Here's Suffocator. Nice. And I can relate to that. That's what I do with my band. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Then once again, ended up uh, back at Aces, but this was for uh, the lovely Shawnee, her little birthday blowout. Awesome. Because <laughs> last week was her birthday. Well, happy birthday, Shawnee. Happy birthday, Shawnee. Belated as it is. But right? yeah, her birthday, her actual birthday was on Thursday, but it turned into a whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and, for, and for good reason, too. I mean, everyone loves her. Everyone should love her. She's wonderful. Right. <laughs> so yeah, at Aces, all our all her friends were there, most of uh, which were also most of my friends as well. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. We had like the whole back pool area and we were looking around. We we're like, 
You know, there is not a single stranger here. Everyone in this area is here because of Shawnee's birthday. That's cool. So, yeah, that was a fun time. And, yes, there was a band playing. I wasn't really paying attention to them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's four shows that I've been to in two days. Two Way to which... provide background music, whoever they were. Yep, two of which were inadvertent. The fifth show that I attended was just a couple days ago. That was Monday night. And it wasn't a punk show, but I do have a funny story about that. It was mostly a death metal show. It was the death metal band Nile, along with uh, Incantation and Sanguisgabog. It was a weird-ass name. That is a weird name. That yeah. just sounded weird, what you said. I couldn't even imagine what it looks like <laughs> spelt on paper. It, <laughs> the, the logo? <laughs> it looks like a limp dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you look it up, you don't recognize the band by their name. You recognize it by their logo. It's one of those like little bundle of sticks logo that's like intentionally hard to spell, but it is like it's kind of cylindrical and it goes in a straight line, but then it just kind of falls off at the end. So it just <laughs> looks like uh, it just looks like it's flaccid. <laughs> Hopefully that's not what they were going for. Hopefully that was inadvertent. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to think of this band. Other than, you know, the music was cool. It was just the show was kind of take it or leave it. I spent most of the time outside for them. Sorry. I don't think the I don't think they're gonna listen to this, but I can say anything I want about them, but I'm not going to. Because I'm throwing caution to the wind here, folks. <laughs> anyway, Niall was great, and uh, and Incantation was good. I've never seen Incantation. The last time I saw Niall was on the floor at Liquid Joe's. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because the their drum set took up the entire stage. Wow. The entire stage and the amps. So the three remaining uh, members, they had to play on the floor of Liquid Joe's. Jeez, that's, yeah. that's huge. So this was actually a much better experience. This was at the Metro. They have a very large stage. Okay. So, yeah, worked in their favor. Anyway, the very first band I wanted to talk about, it was the band, a band called I Am, which are from Dallas, Texas. And, yeah, Texas keeps throwing a lot of... Uh, Crazy bands at us. I mean, that's where Power Trip is from. That's awesome. That's also where Judiciary is from. So, good shit. And now I can throw I Am on that list. They are a style of death metal that is uh, is on par with the likes of Dying Fetus. Where it's like you have the really fast, technical tremolo riffing, the little uh, snare drumming that's just... And then they have these really heavy slamming parts in there where it's like... This is death metal for hardcore kids. And death metal for hardcore kids, it was. I saw some of my hardcore friends there, and I was just so confused. Like, wait, you guys actually listen to death metal? <laughs> I mean, it, good on you. Way to broaden your mind. But then I heard I Am. I'm like, okay, now I get it. And, of course, there were the spin kicks. There were the, the picking up of the pennies, the reaching to the stars, and the... <laughs> And the, what is it, the chainsaw hand, like, vroom, 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 yeah. <laughs> a lot of that stuff going on. But I Am was good. They are, so, they're pretty cool. There's some pretty cool style of death metal. Like I said, Dying Fetus, and also some uh, some parts in their songs that remind me of old school YouTube MySpace slam bands. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that are more remembered for their insanely st- Stupid names <laughs> of both the bands and their song titles. Like, how about the song Chase Through the Woods by a Rapist by Waking the Cadaver? 
<laughs> or how about the song Spider Kill Banana Man? <laughs> or We Came With Broken Teeth. Yeah. I don't remember what they sound like. <laughs> I mean, most of it's just... Nice. So, yeah, they had a little bit of that as well. So, yeah, I guess there was a bit of hardcore in that death metal show. Awesome. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's uh, those were the five shows I attended in the last... Uh, Within the last seven days, and I'm going to be going to a show tonight, <laughs> a local show, $5. I'll be seeing Courtney Lane in the chain. I'll be seeing NARC and Fight the Future and Violent Unrest. Well, we're going to get through the show so Eric can get to that show. Yeah, <laughs> I spent a, yeah, I hadn't been to a show for the past uh, couple of weeks, and now I've... Uh, <laughs> Eric's catching up on I'm catching up. I overcorrected a little bit <laughs> on this one. Oh, and next week is going to be a... Hell of a, oh man, I'm going to be overloaded. But we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> well, a couple shows that I'm going to mention that are coming up. If you live, where the hell is this one? Uh, Switzerland. So in, in Leis, Leistel, Switzerland, which is near Basel. Not far from Germany or France or even Luxembourg. Uh, up the alley on March 5th. You can check out the Skin Flicks from Luxembourg. Uh, revanche from, I don't know where that's uh, from, C-H, what is C-H, an A-B-R-I-1-6-0, I don't even know what the name of that band is, I know the other two, and C-H, I thought was, is that Switzerland? I don't know. Anyway, cool band uh, that I had been listening to recently, Revanche, uh, they had a new release, but the Skin Flicks, they're awesome, uh, Up the Alley. March 5th, uh, 2022, and you can go check them out. You can just go follow Skinflix Band if you want to get more information on that one. Again, March 5th, uh, one that's actually this weekend here in the U.S. This is in Los Angeles at First Street Pool and Billiards. You get the band from New York, Violent Way. They're awesome with Downside, Castillo, Criminal Outfit, who's awesome, and The Getaway. That's on February 6th at 8 p.m., $12 if you get them early, or the tickets early, but $15 at the door, and it's an 18 and older show. Masks are required, just so you are aware. I'm mentioning that because Eric had to go do a mask show <laughs> recently. And then finally, this one's a, a little bit out, but it's I mentioning it because it might be something you would like to travel to. Uh, it's the St. Patrick's Day uh, 2022 Flogging Molly show with special guests Riscaja and Vandaliers. It's a free 21 and older outdoor festival. It also features the bands The Briggs, Hoist the Colors, Matt and Dennis Acoustic Set, Nathan DJ Set, Irish Dancers, Beer, uh, beer Games, Photo Ops, Food Trucks, Bushmills, Irish Whiskey, and more. Plus, they'll be doing a global live stream for any of us that are unable to make it. Again, that is St. Paddy's Day, March 17, 2022 at the Hollywood Palladium. Uh, the festival is at 2 p.m. The show starts at 7.30 p.m., so you'll get a lot of those uh, mm. fun favorites of, of sorts there at 2, so get there early. It's outdoors. Uh, again, I'll, I'll probably mention this again here soon, but it might be something you would want to travel to to go check this out. On one case, I would. I would love to travel there to see Flog and Molly on St. Patty's Day. However, there is one problem. St. Patty's Day is the day that the Circle Jerks come to Utah. Sure <laughs> is. It's like Circle Jerks, I cannot miss. And as an added bonus, is negative approach in seven seconds. I don't want to miss either of those guys either. Right. Because I love both, I love all three of them. 
It's gonna be that's gonna be a great show. That's a few weeks away. Holy shit! <laughs> right. Well, that's uh, it's coming up. It's a free show. Go check it out. Uh, and as Eric stated, Circle Jerks will be here. Uh, I'll probably mention more of the Circle Jerks stuff. I mentioned a little bit last week. They're probably into yeah. They're into their California dates today. They're in Santa Cruz. Uh, on the 25th, the show's already sold out, but they're in San Francisco, then Sacramento, Reno, Boise, Bend, Oregon, and so forth. Go find Circle Jerks uh, Band on Instagram, and you can go see the whole uh, tour flyer, the national tour. Uh, that's all oh, I have yeah. to add about live shows. Eric, what do you got? I got a lot. Okay. <laughs> like I said, I'm going to be overloaded. Um, starting on the uh, uh, the 25th. At the Beehive, NARC will be playing with Denial of Life, Rapid Response, and Earth Exit. Also on the 25th at the Black Lung Society will be Suffocator, Social Stigma, and Real Flip. Then on the 26th, this is sold out, but a reminder to you guys who have bought your tickets, the the mighty Tsunami from San Jose will be roaring and ripping and stomping through Salt Lake City. Awesome. And that's going to be a brutal one. They'll be playing with uh, Field of Flames, Crow Killer, Liar's Tongue, and Victim to None at Kilby Court. Then on the second, the bands Kill Switch Engage and August Burns Red are doing a co-headlining tour that will come to the complex. Now oh, this is going to be some metalcore nostalgia for all of us. <laughs> I love both those bands. I love seeing them live. I've seen both of them live at least once. August Burns Red I've seen twice. Kill Switch I've only seen once. I got my lip busted open at one of their shows. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. And also uh, supporting them is, um, oh, God, I can't remember his last name, but Howard, one the uh, not the original, but one of the most well-known vocalists in Kill Switch Engage. I mean, what am I saying? There were only two. There was Jesse Leach, and then there was Howard. Insert last name here. <laughs> yeah, Howard was the singer on My Curse, all right? Th- to put it in perspective, that was Howard. <laughs> anyway, his band, Light the Torch, is on tour with him and opening up for him. So maybe I'm holding out for a little, uh, one of their duet performances, which they have done in the past. On the, cool. uh, I think it was on the last album that came out, the Atonement album. They actually had Howard and Jesse on one song singing alongside each other. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a good one. Oh, God. Anyway, um, yeah, that will be uh, next Wednesday. So I'll have to uh, <laughs> I'll have to change the days on the uh, podcast there because I am going to that. Right. I am going to that. And, uh, and yeah, just to give a little bit of a – just to give a little bit of a precursor to uh, next week, uh, the band Momentum – will be coming through on the 4th with Twist of Cain, and Absolved and Snake Eyes will be opening for them. Cool. That will be at the Beehive. And also on the Beehive, the following day, the 5th, Pears is returning to Salt Lake. Wow. Pears is returning with the Neighborhood Brats and Bache. And, yeah, you have a couple of weeks to uh, play in for that, but also on the 5th, for you guys who are more on the metal variety, at the Depot, the band's Sepultura, Sacred Reich, Crowbar, and Art of Shock will be playing. That Ooh. is a stacked metal lineup. Sepultura, the guys who wrote Roots, Bloody Roots, and Chaos AD, and my personal favorite album, the uh, S- Schizophrenia. 
And Sacred Reich, great crossover band, credit to that whole subgenre. Crowbar is some of that gnarly Nolans sludge. They are just so, they are so heavy. They are the sludge band. What of the sludge band that just got the hate breed fans into metal? Nice. So yeah, Crowbar, same thing with uh, uh, I Hate God. Cool. Who are also from that very same scene. Art of Shock, I cannot speak of. I do not know them. I have not listened to them. <laughs> but also, are lo- I got to plug them, Sacrilegion, our homies in the death metal band will be playing that show. Cool. So that's a pretty big step for those guys. I'm stoked for them. I send them all the support. I am split on what show to attend that day. Do I go see Sepultura or do I go see Pears? Oh, God. <laughs> and I'll let you know, I guess, as if you could give a shit. <laughs> oh, God. But that's all I got for shows. I think I'm uh, I think I'm well-rounded for the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be burned out, man. <laughs> sure are. Uh, one thing that I did say in the middle of... Uh, in the middle of the garage show, when I was when the pit kind of reached a lull, I was just, oh, I feel five years younger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when time catches up with you, you realize you don't have the energy slash time to do these things, but it feels good when you do. Awesome. Well, it's time for some great cover to cover <laughs> albums. That was the live shows. Eric, you're going to lead us off with... The Buzzcocks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not the vibrators. The Buzzcocks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm reverting back to some of the softer side of the genre. I talked, I talked your ears off about all the hardcore stuff, so let me bring it back to one of the OG UK punk greats. And the Buzzcocks, yeah. How can you not love these guys? They are fun. They are really catchy. They're a little easy on the ears, but also know when to uh, spice it up a little bit. <laughs> as, I'm, uh, as I will get to when I uh, present my favorite songs off of their album, Singles Going Steady. It's a classic. Come on. That's, where, that's the album that has, what do I get? Oh, what do I get? Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to say about the Buzzcocks is, yeah, they have their little tongue-in-cheek humor, but they also were the band that really laid into the lyrics of love-stricken individuals, love-had and love-lost, and why can't I have you? <laughs> yeah. And you know how uh, the punks in the later years love to uh, just rip on bands that were just singing love songs? I'm like, why? Oh, that's not punk rock. Listen, man. <laughs> First off, the Ramones, the alleged uh, trailblazers of punk rock, have a song called I Want to Be Your Boyfriend. Right. And the Damned have a little song called New Rose. True. And further down the line, the Descendants, good God, they were writing, their bread and butter was talking about angst-ridden teenage uh, puppy dog love. (laughs) And how they were always striking out. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, love songs are not new to punk rock, or even by that extension, hardcore. If you do enough digging, you will see what's going on. Even some of the most revered bands have their share of love songs, and Buzzcocks is definitely one of them. Most of their discography is about love. <laughs> well, but I'm not going to be talking that much about love. I'm actually going to start off with my personal favorite Buzzcocks song, just because of how cheeky it is, how f- how catchy and how sort of aggressive it is. Back in this time, this was about as aggressive as the Buzzcocks got. And this is it. This is 
orgasm addict. Well, you tried it just for once, find it all right for kicks. But now you find out that it's a habit that sticks and you're an orgasm addict. You're an orgasm addict. Sneaking in the back door with dirty magazines. So your mother wants to know what all the stains on your jeans. And you're an orgasm addict. You're an orgasm addict. But you still keep it beating your meat to pulp And you're an orgasmatic You're an orgasmatic You're a kick-a-sanova You're a no-chose-epita Live on a fucking yourself to death Orgasmatic You're an orgasmatic Orgasm addict <laughs> sounds a lot. Uh, sounds a lot uh, cheekier than just calling it nymphomaniac, right? Or even nympho. <laughs> yeah, orgasm addict. Such a that's such a fun song. And uh, and yeah, back in the back in the late seventies, the time this album came out, or really the single came out, because uh, you know singles go in steady. It's just a, a compilation of their uh, U.S. release singles, most of them, and. And people revere it as like a really great cover-to-cover album because you listen to it, it all flows together. It's all buzzcocks do at their at their best, pretty much. Right. Arguably. But yeah, back in the day, a name like Sex Pistols really got people up into a frenzy. Because having a band named after something that is so sh- something so shocking <laughs> at the time. Oh, I we don't want to think of that. <laughs> so the so yeah, a lot of bands really uh, went through that, especially in the UK. I mean, you'll look at bands like whose names were Cock Sparrer, or right. who were Sham Sixty Nine, or the Foreskins, right? <laughs> yeah, and Buzzcocks—they're no, <laughs> yeah, they're no exception to the rule. And again, unlike the band the Vibrators, I think they just called themselves the Buzzcocks because I—I don't know, maybe they came first. <laughs> I read something that they saw a headline around the time that they were forming, and it, it said something like, hey, what's the buzz? And comma, cock. <laughs> and I think that it was referring to somebody, and so they just combined buzzcocks. <laughs> so, but it was like a newspaper headline that, that read that way, and, which is very strange, and I, I'm not saying that I'm accurate or 100% accurate on this, but it's something that I read. Oh, man. See, taking something like that, just to, 
Yeah, just a little uh, a headline or a yeah a headline from a tableau, you know. It's just uh, pointing out some of the flaws that we that we like to that we like to deny that we have, right? <laughs> yeah. So again, that works in the context of their cheekiness. Instead of nympho, it's orgasm addict. Instead of vibrator, it's a buzzcock. You know, they're making these little uh, quips on there that are just added to their personality. So it's great. So yeah, a lot of their songs uh, did have that kind of uh, did kind of have that vibe to it, where it's like, yeah, let's get it. Let's get at it, man. Let's have a fun time. Let's uh, shock people. But at the same time, they get a little more serene. They have a little bit more sultry songs. Like I said, the songs, What Do I Get? And also another one of my personal favorites, uh, Have You Ever Fallen In Love With Someone? Right. <laughs> that you shouldn't have loved. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a great song. They always have a lot of those, uh, like I said, the serene ones. And one of my favorites is... You know, rather than going down the obvious route and playing the songs that everybody knows, everybody's heard, it's like, yeah, that's the love song. They have their stuff, but I'm like, well, let's do uh, let's do another one. This is kind of the uh, I want to have it, but I can't. This is the song. Why can't I touch it? Everything that I just said in regarding this context of the sultry vibe that Buzzcocks have solidified in their and their vessel is within this song.
right, I think this is one of those songs that just uh, that went on a little bit. <laughs> it is. We we listened to the majority. We get, you got five minutes. There's still like another minute and a half to go. Yeah, I mean, you heard the song. It basically repeats upon itself. <laughs> right. But that's what I mean. Like it's uh, you know, they don't have to feel the need to just be aggressive and just so like. And just like uh, really, just slap you in the face all the time. It's like, no, we can just be a little uh, laid back, and you know, you can sing along easily. Right? The song. How many times did you hear the same lyrics <laughs> over and over and over again? Right. So yeah, I don't know uh, the context in which this song was written, but you know, I'm wagering to say that, given the band's catalog, would be heating a bit more to uh, how. It's so close, this true love of mine, but I can't touch it. <laughs> but it's referring it to an, an it. Not a he, not a she, not a her or them or whatever. It's uh, kind of looking at it as an object. Right. That's what I think. Just this, uh, uh, just this unknown, just abstract vision of something. So it's supposed to like, uh, I guess it's just saying, eh, put your story in here. What do you want, but you can't have? It's just so close, you know? Just, yeah. Your reach is exceeding your grasp. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it, That's probably what they were going for. And, yeah, like I said, cheeky little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love the Buzzcocks. I am also very thankful that I got to see them once. Once. They were playing a show at uh, Punk Rock Bowling on the main stage. And... No less than a year later, Pete Shelley passes. I know. Yeah, that that really sucks. So I'm just like, well, at least I got to see him at least once. And that's more than I can say about most of the other bands that I wish I could have seen with the, in their full force with the members that made them who they were. Right. Yeah, at least I got to see Buzzcocks at least once when Pete Shelley was still alive. That's awesome. Oh, man. But they are still very much a great band. They are... One of the reasons that punk rock is the way that it is. They kind of open up that door for like a, yeah, you can be sensitive when you want to be. <laughs> we know you are. <laughs> nice. Well, the album that I picked uh, is not along those lines. Uh, I came across this band recently. You know, mm. I know Ian McKay's been in some bands. Quite a few, yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of them. Uh, this particular band is called Embrace. The band started in 1985 and died off in 1986. Not very long. Their actual album here that got released on Discord Records, which is called uh, it was self-titled release, Embrace, was actually released after the band had already broke up in 1987. But the band featured Ian McKay on vocals, and then Michael Hampton, Chris Bald, and Ivor Hansen from the band Faith. All three of those members were in the band Faith, came over, from my understanding, from what I read, there was just issues that had bled over from the band Faith, and it just didn't work out, and they dissolved. But they have 14 tracks on this self-titled uh, From Embrace. I think you should check them out. If I didn't specify, and if you're, for some reason, not familiar with Ian McKay and his bands such as A Minor Threat, Fugazi, and so forth. State of Alert. There you go. <laughs> uh, and Egg Hunt. Anybody remember Egg Hunt? Of course you don't. They only released one EP and no one really listened to it at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you haven't listened to this one, I'm going to give you a sampling. I had a hard time picking tracks. I settled on these ones. Uh, again, 
Embrace is the name of the band. The first track we're going to listen to off that self-titled is called If I Never Thought About It. Here goes. First one from Embrace, if I never thought about it, uh, I think it has, you know, a lot of the similar styles that you would probably find from some other Ian McKay bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, musically, it's uh, <laughs> it's got a lot of that later uh, Discord recordings, I'm, and I'm talking about the bands that were released uh, on the style of Dag Nasty and Rites of Spring, you know, where it, was, uh, it still had the energy of hardcore, like it still had that kind of uh, vibrancy to it, but... The lyric, the lyrics, uh, yeah, what is it? I guess for lack of a better word, the lyrical embrace <laughs> what had shifted from being uh, really angry to kind of being a bit more in Buzzcocks territory. There you go. Just sort of like, uh, yeah, I'm really kind of uh, not happy with my love situation right now. Right. So it's like, yeah, here are two bands on the opposite ends of the spectrum of the timeline of orig- of OG hardcore. Right. And here they are just uh, being their little sensitive selves. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next track, I, I, like I said, I had a hard time picking, and I picked this one because it really reminded me of uh, Joy Division tracks. I'd been listening to a lot of Joy Division since Eric picked them. Uh, 
recently, and then I, I think I picked a track as well, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you we picked a track. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't play any Joy Division. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of something else. I definitely picked one I thought you had at some point previously, but now that I think about it, no, I think it was what we were talking about. Anyway, yeah. not the point. The point was I had listened to him a lot recently. This track kind of reminded me of it, thinking that you know maybe they were influenced. Maybe this is something that they listened to. You know, with this track. This track is called Building. One more track from the band Embrace. Definitely something I'm glad I came across. Again, I even though this was put out back in 87, I've only come across it recently. And again, I'm glad I did. I enjoyed it. I liked There were so many tracks that I really enjoyed and I had a hard time picking. And, you know, hopefully you enjoyed those enough that if you hadn't heard of this before, you're going to go check it out as well. Yeah, you should. People uh, often forget the... Maybe not even forget, but don't realize where the foundation of a lot of emo music came from. It was from the later, uh, the later Discord catalog, right? And it was bands like Dag Nasty and Rites of Spring and uh, and Embrace. I mean, you heard what they were uh, singing about, and it wasn't until later in the '90s that it really started to pick up some momentum, especially with uh, alt rock really coming into the fold, right? You know. And, you know, with bands like Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins kind of just bearing their souls onto the uh, microphone, you know. Embrace walked so the bands like uh, Dashboard Confessional and Brand New could run. Right. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, and then Emo just kind of turned into that, you know, anime hairstyle <laughs> <laughs> old, thi- old thing that... The, in, the insane amount of usage of the Hello Kitty... Image. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I don't know. That was my generation, but I wasn't a part of that. <laughs> it's just so... I mean, I have friends where a lot of my friends were part of that. They call it the scene phase. Oh, I... Okay. Good on you. I'm just going to talk shit on you the whole time, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And it's those people that are uh, all going to be doing the When We Were Young festival. Oh, man, that thing is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are on to the end of the show. Eric's got some New York City hip-hop. I've got my last 80s track before I start playing some new metal. I'll try, yeah. no, I'll try to avoid the, the shitty new metal ones, but I I'm probably will play <laughs> some. I don't know. Uh, we'll okay. see. Anyway, uh, who do you got? Uh, who do I got? I got the band that is widely considered the inventor of crunk core. <laughs> So cool. Yeah. If you I don't know what the fuck crunk core is or whatever, but fucking love Onyx. I, oh, I bought yeah. that CD like right when that came out. I still have it. It's Good. over. I, I I won't let that one go. One of my favorite groups from around that time, 93. I was around 13. Yeah. Like my listening to the hip hop uh, you, you know was probably that year, probably two years or so prior for another year or two after. That 93, maybe into like 95, and then it mm -hmm. kind of faded away, and I listened to it more sparingly, but that was like right in the heart, and <laughs> Onyx came out with Back to Fuck Up. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so, thanks for the introduction, Dustin. Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> no, That's fine. It's good to know that I'm not the only one here who sees their genius. Yes. And yeah, as to what Crunkcore is, you ever listen to Lil John? Okay, yeah. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> it's really the kind of style of rap where it's uh, it's just aggressive. A lot of yelling, a lot of raspiness. It was guys like Lil Jon, uh, 2 Chains, Waka Flocka Flame. They just had that they just had that vibrancy where it was just like, get the party going up. We are going to make you move. We're going to yell at you to make you move. Awesome. Get out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows Lil Jon for... <laughs> Whether they mean to or not, everyone knows them. And Onyx was among the very first hip-hop groups to really just level in that style. You listen to other bands at that time. You listen to Wu-Tang. You listen to Tupac. You listen to Biggie. They had a little bit more reserved. You know, they were like, they were uh, speaking out a narrative. They wanted to make sure that you heard everything that they had to say. Onyx was just like, nah, we're gonna... <laughs> We're just going to get right in your face with our right. voices. Yeah. And what's funny is they, I jokingly call them the uh, East Coast answer to Cypress Hill over oh, nice. on the West Coast. And you listen to Cypress Hill. Yeah. It's stoner rap. Right. <laughs> that is just the, it has the vibe of just sitting on the couch, smoking a joint. Yeah. I want to get high so high. Right. Yeah. Onyx, they're from the streets of New York, so of course they're going to be aggressive. And they even have a song that's actually make, that's actually kind of a facsimile of of the ever so popular. Throw your set up in the air, wave them around like you just don't care. From Cypress, Onyx, they have <laughs> throw your throw your Glocks up in the air and shoot them off like you just don't care. Yeah. Oh, like okay. That right there is the difference between those two. <laughs> East Coast versus West Coast. And yeah, you didn't even know it at that time. <laughs> so 
that's a that's about what I have to say for Onyx as opposed to the song that I chose. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say Nipple Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious on what you were gonna say. <laughs> yep, in avoidance of uh, saying the N word, I just uh, that's how I avoid saying it in gangster rap songs. I just say nipple. <laughs> This is one of those times. You know, it's one of those things. So we were talking with the band that we're going to be doing an interview with for next week. And we were talking about what we say on the show. And there's so many words that just don't perk my ear, right? Where it's like, what? What did you say? That is a word. And it always has where it's, I don't know. It just has that. And you look over when somebody says it, like, Mm -hmm. what are you saying? It's got that sharpness to it. Yes, (laughs) yes. It catches an attention uh, you know, when people ask if they could just say whatever on the show and I tell people, yeah, I don't half the time. I don't even know if we're saying it because I'm not catching it. It's not dawning on me, but this yeah. word that would dawn on me, this I would catch, yep. you know? Yep. It's one of those, uh, that's our word. You can't say it. <laughs> and I'm fine with that because yeah. I just don't like the connotation that it came from. And so I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say it. But anyway, enough yeah. about that. Let's get it back into your track that you picked. Yeah. Nipple Bridges. Yeah, Nipple Bridges. <laughs> I mean, it makes a lot of gangster rap songs funnier that way. Like a shame on a nipple who try to run game on a nipple. Right? I like it. <laughs> Nipples bleed just like us. Picture me being scared of a nipple that breathed the same air as me. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. uh, if I call you a nipple, ain't nothing to it. Dexter have made me do it. Oh, God. I'm, okay, I'm going off the rails. Here is uh, Nipple Bridges <laughs> from Onyx.
like your brother. You rap, fuck your mother. Plus, plus a cap for her lesbian lover. Pull the trick, chain your lady, pray for your makeup. Doing a heart, a cup of the head, red yo. Obituary, you still live in Brooklyn, now you rest in a cemetery. It's the full moon, I get a chill in my spine. Increase the population with my nickel plate at nine. Your blood clot warrior, roster, imposter. Everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody want to die. Right, mean or not? No. See ya in the next life, buddy boy. That's how you know Onyx is a force with which to be reckoned. Yes. They actually made a nursery rhyme sound heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All they had to do was change a word (laughs) and change the context. And uh, and actually just yell it with that insanely gruff tone. (laughs) So, yeah, Onyx, they were incredibly unique for their day. And uh, a lot of guys ended up... uh, a lot of guys ended up catching on. That was about as heavy hip hop got without veering too hard into the metal, uh, the metal paradigm, which, as we know, eventually did. Right. <laughs> yep. Oh boy, but yeah, Onyx. Goddamn, people need to be talking about them more. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean New York is just a. Oh God, you lose count of how many great. Rappers, and I mean the rapper greats, all came out of there. It goes beyond just uh, it goes beyond just Biggie and Wu Tang, my friends. Right. You could just do right. a, I could just be here for another half hour talking about it, <laughs> and I will choose not to. Uh, circumstances being what they are, and uh, yeah, there is Onyx. If you haven't heard of them, now you have. If you like hip hop, yeah, you thought you did. <laughs> <laughs> now. You will like it. Exactly. I can't even talk. Oh, God. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up the show. Last 80s pick, I like I've been doing for the last, I think this eight episodes, about two months, the new year through now. Uh, last episode of February for us. Uh, again, Midnight Oil. That's the name of the band. I like them. Huge fan. I was a big fan of them uh, in that stage, those stages, like right before I got into hip hop uh, in the 80s. You know, as a young man, a young boy, whatever, elementary school, I definitely remember listening to this band a lot. They put out a couple albums, including this one. Uh, it's from Diesel and Dust. That came out in 1987. If you're unfamiliar with the band, they're from Sydney, Australia. They started as a band in 1972, which is crazy to me because, like, I remember hearing their music around this time and then the uh, Blue Sky Mining album that came out after it. You know, so late 80s is when I remember them, but they have been around since 1972. Now, again, I've been trying to pick tracks that maybe weren't such high charters or charters at all, but still tracks that I really enjoyed. Uh, This track, The Dead Heart, it 
reached rather number 53 on the Billboard Hot 100. That that was its peak. Is at number 53 in Australia. It did get to number four, but uh, overall, it really was not a big hitter. It was not a number one or, or anything like that. But I really like Midnight Oil. Are you familiar with the band Midnight Oil? I am not. <laughs> oh, well, you're in for a treat, in my opinion. All right. <laughs> Let's get into the track. Here goes. It's the Dead Heart from Midnight Oil. Hearts 
right, it goes on for about another minute and a half. Well, similar to that. Well, I can accurately say that, yeah, I was in for that treat. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm, uh, yeah, I really enjoy that one. <laughs> I recommend anybody that hasn't checked out Midnight Oil to go check out their albums Diesel and Dust and Blue Sky Mining. As they've been around, like I said, since 1972. Those two albums I'm very familiar with. Mm. I like a lot of music that they put out, and I should probably go back and listen to a lot of other great music that they have. Yeah. Midnight Oil wrapping up my block of 80s music for the past couple months. So we're going to wrap up the show now. Yep. I got to say, Midnight Oil, they yeah, they have the uh, typical kind of a synth wavy uh, sound in there, but the lyrics, funnily enough, remind me of Billy Idol. I'm not surprised. Yeah. A little, yeah, a little bit. If uh, Billy Idol was a bit, a tad bit softer, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Midnight Oil. I, uh, I got nothing bad to say about at least this song that I heard. It's, uh, it's great. <laughs> if you're into some new wave, go check out uh, Midnight Oil. Now let's uh, wrap up the show. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, SLCPunkCast.com, and so many other places. I'm sure. You can find the bands at Sergeant Skag, and that's SGT Skag, at Self Sabotage 161, at ZC, at Onyx underscore HQ, at Midnight Oil Band, and at SLC Punkcast. Funny enough, we picked a lot of bands that just were around a long time ago prior to social media, <laughs> so don't bother looking him up. I mean, you can if you want. Maybe you'll have better success than I, but yeah. I did not see him. So You'll probably find fan pages. There you go. That could be it. Eric, where can we find you? On Instagram, you can find me. That's at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Uh, for my bands, you can find us on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and at Heart of Dark 801 SLC. You can find us on Facebook at Anonymous SLC and at HeartofDark.SLC. And Bandcamp, AnonymousSLC.Bandcamp.com. Heart of Dark does not have a Bandcamp. Why? We do not have anything recorded. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> As for the adjacent podcasts I am a part of, uh, you can find me on the Circle Pit Radio Network, the website being CirclePitRadio.com. Um the ones that I got a shout out at is Assault City CP. That is the Instagram at Assault City. Uh, the Wrecked Podcast, which is at Wreckedcast. And my podcast, Lead Melodies, at Lead Melodies underscore podcast. The Facebooks are Circle Pit Radio, Wrecked Podcast, and at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. And also on Facebook is the SLC Hardcore page at SLC Hardcore. I will be keeping up to date with the uh, shows that we'll be rumbling through. If you didn't catch them here, you can find them on that page. The actual flyers, they're there. <laughs> and, uh, yep, those are all the socials that I have. Hopefully, hopefully that'll be all. <laughs> awesome. Well, quick plug uh, to On The Nod, another podcast. That's one that I, I try to listen to as often as possible. Dave Coop. Dave plays a lot of great music that I enjoy. They're over on Real Punk Radio. So check out that podcast as well. Uh, the bands are found at Sergeant Skag. This is on Facebook. At Buzzcocks Official. At Onyx HQ. At Midnight Oil Official. The show is at SLC Punkcast. I want to thank everybody for joining all the way up to this point. Before we get Eric's final thoughts, I want to read something that I'm stealing or reading from, anyway, from the band 390, their Instagram page. 
Uh, they post all kinds of stuff that I enjoy reading, but this particular thing they posted, I'm going to read it. The bankers will ensure we stay in debt. The pharmaceutical companies will ensure we stay sick. The weapons manufacturers will ensure we keep going to war. The media will ensure we are prevented from knowing the truth. And the government will ensure all of this is done legally. So everybody, open your eyes. That's funny because that's actually uh, uh, pretty similar to my little uh, end cap a uh, little philosophical speech here. Well, it's your turn. <laughs> final yeah. thoughts, Eric. Well, my final thoughts are, uh, yeah, as sort of a uh, sort of what this uh, uh, this little um, this little memo right here, <laughs> this little uh, piece of uh, piece of writing. It goes in to say that do not get obsessed with what people label themselves as, because as soon as you see somebody touting a I don't know, a Second Amendment vinyl sticker on their pickup truck or having the little In God We Trust license plate or how about the people that that have those Don't Tread On Me flags waving <laughs> all over the flatbeds. Oh, man. Uh, but even further than that, just uh, painting with a broad brush somebody who claims to be a Republican or a liberal or a vegan, you know? Basically, just uh, don't judge off of uh, stereotypes. Just uh, look past the labels. If they choose to uh, tout it around, that is their freedom to do so. You can't really uh, stop them from doing that. But it is also in your freedom to ignore that, or if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, if you actually just uh, see if you have uh, something in common with these people, to actually see that if, to actually kind of see the humanity in them. See them as people, not as what they uh, apparently represent. And when it comes down to it, different things mean different things to different people. So when somebody mm -hmm. sees one of those things or uh, acknowledges that they are one of those things, uh, they might be doing it for a reason other than what that means to somebody else, you know, from the outside of them looking at it and judging. Yep. Yep. That's pretty much what it, that's pretty much what it comes down to, you know, because you got to look. You got to be it from the uh, looking glass perspective. You don't want anybody to. You don't want anybody to judge you because you have a red dyed, hair dyed red in the shape of a fucking uh, trihawk. Right. And you're wearing a jacket that is mostly studs and other patches. You know you don't want people looking at you, judging you, thinking that you're a delinquent. For all they know, you could be a very well versed, well mannered individual. Right. But they just don't want to approach you true and again i guess that's kind of the that's kind of what is expected of something like that it's like you don't want to approach us good <laughs> which yeah there you go you weed out the people who are just uh judging you based on a on a surface level and not on your character right so those are the people you want to avoid in your life so yep that's uh that's really just kind of common sense right there but some people forget even the most common of traits for basic living <laughs> So that's all I got to say. Eric's got a show to get to. Play the fucking outro. Outro.